also, I have my own teacher. So we're carrying that. And so the original divine king um, are the heads of the Sampradaya. So really it's, it's we're servants of the supreme knowledge, you know, the king of knowledge, Rajavija. And so in that line, those who carry that, they're giving something higher. You know, bhakti is like the path of um, yoga, which is union with the divine. So it's a respectful um, address to those who are carrying um, that Raja Vidya. So hence the word Raja, um, king. So the kingly order of divine knowledge descending. Um, but we ourselves don't consider ourselves as kings. We consider ourselves as servants of our own masters who are Maharajas also. So it's a, a preceptorial, um, yeah, honorable uh, gesture that's offered. Um, and hence also another term is used as Swami. Swami means um, one who is in, engaging their senses in the service of the higher. So we all have senses. Um, so it's, it's those who are attempting to commit themselves to the divine path, path of bhakti. Um, but also one who's entered the sannyas order, the renounced order, we also take a vow of celibacy. Um, so the, the mood of renunciation that our full body, words, consciousness, heart is engaged in service to the upper, um, 25-7, you know, which of course is an seems sometimes extreme for the Western culture, like someone to take that type of vow. But in the lineage, it's recommended later in life after one, like I've, I've had um, entered through the household experience. And then as I've gotten older, have made that commitment. Um, but spiritual development and the path of yoga, um, the majority will approach the divine path in, in the household ashram, you know, via and through relationship. Um, but those who feel that calling, they may enter uh, sannyas. And, the, and sannyas can be for feminine or masculine. It's, it's not a male-dominated or orientated um, path, you know, uh, the, the renunciate, renunciate, the life of the renunciate. So that's something, yeah, so this cloth represents, the saffron represents that sort of order. And generally those in that, who come to that, they will have um, had generally many years of training under their own bhakti yoga master. So I spent many years in India off and on and then traveling the world under um, my own master and teacher, who was also a Maharaj. He took um, the renounced order when he was um, 62 and yeah so it's generally recommended later mm. uh, but actually we're all playing different roles we're all divine beings um, being placed together if we're fortunate uh, to activate um, the ancient wisdom that lies within us Veda the, the yoga system is, is not a, um, you don't get converted to yoga. Yoga is that which exists in our consciousness, union with the divine, that is, that is in a potential form that, is, that can be awakened or activated, and often through somebody else that is awakening. So it's, um, 
yeah, considered not a conversion. It's a it's an ascending or an awakening. Um, yeah, like that. Hare Krishna. <laughs> and so, Adriana, so you you met Prahlad many years before, is it? No, I haven't. No, no. Uh, no. So then, I I did. Right, Miranda. Okay. Miranda. Um, yeah, so interesting, isn't it? That all our connections. Um, there is something, you know, I often reflect. Um, my teacher, Srila Govindamaraj, who departed the world in 2010, he expressed once that there is a statement in the Vishnu Purana that expresses that um, those who come into each other's company around subjects like this, this is never a random karmic event. I mean, I, you, you've heard of the word karma, and so it's, it's actually where, according to this Purana in ancient Sanskrit, an ancient Sanskrit text handed down by the rishis and sages, we're having the privilege of again meeting up to discuss our source, truth, love, potential. So even even in in, in a in a meeting like this, it's we're we're being uh, ushered into a sacred arena of uh, ancient wisdom by which we can support each other in yoga, which is union with the current, the divine, source, truth, beauty, divinity. Um, yeah, and so often, actually, before we start a meeting, we invoke certain prayers and auspiciousness um, to sort of uh, establish that forum of the sacred arena. So, yeah, it's my privilege. I, I know um, Chintamani and Jayadev for some time now, and, yeah, very feel very blessed, um, Miranda and Ariana, that we can all be together. And maybe some more good souls will join us. Hi, uh, Christo. Christo. Hello. Hey, Christo. What's up? Sorry, I had a few technical difficulties, but I have finally made it. Yay. Yeah, so, nice, nice to meet you. Where does, um, am, I see, am I able to see Christo? Is he? I, I think so. I think my video should be on. Yeah, we see you. Maraj, what you do is you need to, um, glow, if you're going from your computer, if you look yeah. in your top, your panel, you have a single line, then you have a double line at the top of where you see all the videos. And then you should see a grid line. It's on the way right of the, at the way top of the box. At least uh, that's okay. not how it is on my view. And you click on the, looks like a, what is that game? Not Tetris. Okay, yeah, Christo, I see you there. Really nice to meet you, Christo. Yeah, nice to meet you um, too. Pleasure to be I've, here. Yeah, I've just hit the grid button. So we've now I've, we've got six boxes instead of five. So that's good. I'm learning. This is my first experience on, uh, on Zoom. So, um, and Christo, what part of the, the United States? Uh, I am in California, so I'm in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, actually. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and Ariana Miranda, have you met Christo before? Um, yeah, actually, I was with Christo on a retreat this past March, and that's where we both met Chintamani and Jacob. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, well, I haven't you... met you, Christo, but hi. Yeah. Hello, Miranda. You. I'm Christo. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Uh, awesome, awesome. 
Um, I know Miranda as a, as a soul sister longer than anybody else. Uh, uh, <laughs> so thank you for joining us in our little our little community here. Of course, pleasure so, mine. We have a, a little slides here that we can um, get started if we want. I think uh, three fifteen is you know we've got three of us. That's a huge success. I am so happy that we're all here. This is perfect amount. Heck yeah. Well, Hi, Dominique's been working on these slides for days, obsessing over them. It's a, her creative uh, project. She uh, put so much love. Yeah, so much love into them. Yeah, I mean, uh, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, put together. It's um, intra and I love the hearts because actually, <laughs> one thing we can begin like, and everyone feel very free to interject, and it's it's a, it's a. Um, a discussion and so we consider that the divine is inspiring and any feelings or comments just yeah, it's all free flow so no one's holding um no formality you know so just just yeah you feel free to just fully express but just one point is interesting the hearts on either side of intro to bhakti yoga because the path of bhakti is the path it's sometimes it's referred to as heart yoga heart the path of the heart and sometimes in English expressing, there'll be that term, um, we've got to get to the heart of things. <laughs> so, so the yoga conception, union with the divine through the heart, through devotional, um, through heart, through um, yeah, connection with love and affection for the higher, for source. And we, we can actually go into a few points of how everyone understands what is source or what is divinity because uh, different schools of thought have different perspectives, but we can come to that. But anyone else, any thoughts? Intro to bhakti, bhakti yoga. There's flowers there as well. Sometimes the soul's referred to as a flower. It's opening and awakening, like the lotus. So. Oh, I didn't realize that my screen was already being shared, but I, I'm glad that we're all, it looks like, we can, <laughs> looks like that's, it's all already working. <laughs> It's awesome. It's good, you know, um, electricery, isn't it? The cyber. Technology. Does everyone see the screen share yep. part? You're yep. all Zoom smart. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still Zoom parted, but I, I did see it myself. So good. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Advanced, isn't it? <laughs> Yay. Now, can you see how I have the box on my slideshow? Like at the how you guys are all in the corner or whatever. Yeah, you can. I see just see whoever's talking in the corner. But you know, you you can move that box clearly. You can move the box around different parts of the screen. So you can I, see when I move you guys around. Oh, you're no. you're moving us around. No. no, that's all you. You can't see that part. Okay, that's it. okay. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for opinion. Okay, so I just thought we've kind of already gone over our name, what part of the world people are in, um, and yeah, if we just want to go from, I guess we could go in alphabetical order, uh, best we can. You know what what brought you here today? What's your intention for you know joining the Bhakti Yoga course? Like just you know, and anything else you want to share with the group? So we'll start with. Who's first? Ariana. Hey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to learn more about bhakti in general. Um, I've been practicing like hot yoga or Bikram yoga for about two years in a studio. 
Um, and at first I just started doing it because I wanted a way to like work out. But as I've like dove in deeper into it, um, you know, I realized there's a lot more to it. And yeah, so I just wanted to come here, learn some more and um, expand my awareness. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. So I guess that's me next. I, I think that, oh yeah, this, yeah, the C here, Chris. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's me. Um, so yeah, um, I am here to, well, I mean, it's just, you know, I, I'm not super familiar with Bhakti, so I'm very, very fascinated to learn about it. And, uh, I'm actually uh, stu in the studying of Vedic meditation right now. And I just kind of want to expand my, um, repertoire to just, you know, encompassing all that I, you know, can teach and uh, and just kind of share my knowledge with others and also you know how I feel like it could really help myself too so I'm just thinking this would be a great thing not just you know just for me but also joining it for the world you know yeah awesome hi um I guess it's my turn right yeah um so I yeah I love yoga and um have never seriously practiced it. Like I know that on tour, um, we practice quite a bit, like after like, you know, work days and stuff. And then I had a teacher here in my building that would do like free classes and she was very spiritual and would say, you know, all these words that I didn't quite understand. And so I, you know, it, it definitely made me realize that yoga was more than just stretching and I've just had this yearning to like um, get more connected with my body and my mind and you know I've been meditating and trying to stretch as much as possible but like I'm just curious to find out more about like the origins of yoga and bhakti yoga in, in particular so yeah. yeah glad to be here yay thank you for sharing yay <laughs> So, like, when, when the green goes around your box, is that sort of your cue to express something? Is that how? No. So when the green's oh. around your box, it means that you're talking or you're the pin video right now. I, I'm not exactly sure. Maybe one of our more tech-savvy friends can yeah. uh, support us in some better. It's kind of weird. Um, it Zoom detects who's talking and when there's mic input. So sometimes it'll vacillate really quickly between oh, windows. It's yeah, trying okay. to figure out who should I focus on? Because a lot of us with phones, we only see four screens. Even if there are like 30 people, we'll only see four screens max. And then there's, and if we're swiping across, there's one screen where whoever it thinks is speaking is the center screen. And so it's relatively intelligently trying to figure out who's talking. But someone will breathe and they'll appear for a second. They'll, sigh or something and all of a sudden they're the person for a second and then it'll go back to whoever's talking yeah so yeah, yeah okay. that's why typically like when i'm on work calls with mute. zoom like if i if i'm not talking i mute because whatever's going on in the background will will make it my face appear <laughs> while somebody else is talking oh so that's usually what i try to do because yeah like you said zoom is always trying to figure out who's making the noise and cast that person on the screen Wow. Amazing, amazing. Um, 
Okay, so we got our next slide here. Oh, actually, uh, Gerd, uh, so anyway, uh, Miranda, what I didn't share was that I wound up taking initiation again from Keshava Maharaj here. So it's, it's sometimes we see that in the bhakti path where you're, go you're going with one guru for a while and then the universe guides you to another one because you know the, the guru concept is something we talk about. So I don't dislike my old name, my old bhakti name, um, Chandranana, I still use it with, you know, certain, whatever. I don't, like, with my elders who just, like, they were not really that close or connected, um, they still call me that. And I don't tell people, oh, don't call me that. You know, it's, not, it's fine. Like, people call me I know. You heard me do a long pause because I was like, wait, I'm not entirely yeah, sure. So I don't, <laughs> Sandra, you can call me that forever. I don't care. Okay. It's, more, uh, it's more aligning to what my future is and that I've been working with, with the Keshav Maharaj now for the last, you know, over three years. And I'm just really grateful and I want to be connected for like my, my life as the leader I'm growing into with that lineage. And I'm really, really psyched about celebrating this relationship with the world because we've benefited, both me and my partner, we've benefited so much from working with him. And, and we're really excited yeah. to bring more people into our, our family as our next slide is here. We got our family, right? <laughs> we're, we're a family. But, the, uh, the, but this format of this course, basically, so we're having four weeks of meetings like this. It's going to be us, you know, this group here. Maybe someone will join us. Some people um, wrote back when they registered or whatever. Um, they said that they can't come to the first meeting, but can they come to the second or the third? And so I said, of course, you know, no problem. Um, very laid back format. You go ahead and interrupt at any point. It's not an interruption, actually, because you're very much a part of this course. Everyone is very much a part of this. We are I have, a, I have a question. Are, are you supposed to be on different slides right now, or are you still on the first slide? Oh, I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, we're on the format of this, this course slide here. Can you see it? Uh, I can't see it. I see All I see is the intro to Bhakti Yoga. Yeah. 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 Let's see. No. Uh, so I think what you can do I is go, mouse moving. go to file. Okay, right? file. Okay, and click I'm on, on it. Slide. Or you can just press present, which is right next to the share button. Okay. And I'll go into present mode. Okay, let me go. Whoops. So you can't see that I moved the slides around. Okay, that's good to know. No. Wow, weird. weird. That is so weird. Okay. Oh, let's see. Oops. Uh, present. Let's try that. Did that work? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Did it work? Look at that. Yeah. I see the format of this course now. Yay! I see chai. That's a good thing. Well, <laughs> we've got two. We got it's happy school, right? Because this is the school of ultimate happiness that we want to reach. We want to get higher levels of happiness and sit back, enjoy, have a chai or whatever. Maharaj is having, uh, what is it? Are you having orange juice? What's I'm everybody having, drinking? Yeah. This is um, freshly squeezed orange juice, um, cut half water, filtered water, and added vitamin C with bioflavonoids. Just to sort of like, because we're just starting our winter down here. So I always try to get a little bit of a, vitamin C hit with natural orange juice and then mm. so part of my ritual every morning yeah it tastes good <laughs> I recommend it <laughs> to other humans <laughs> um, what's everybody else drinking I might pour myself a glass of wine 
Water. Water. <laughs> Weirdly enough, uh, uh, Chintamani's seeing this in full screen, but somehow it's not showing up full screen in our Zoom meeting, or at least not for me. Oh, it looks um, like it's like a. It looks like a browser page. Yeah, yeah I wonder yeah. what's up with that. Anyway, we're learning all this tech stuff. It um, looks really good on her computer. I mean, it looks good here, but it looks even better. Let's try again. Uh, let me escape. Oops. Okay, let's hear. You guys can see me move the things around? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. All right. Uh, let's try again. We're here with the, we're on the, uh, this course. Levy's trying to do uh, full screen. I have it. Uh, oops. Oh, here comes my tech man. He's, his, uh, let's see. He hates Zoom, he says. <laughs> your full screen is not their full screen. Anyway, so I don't go know. back to your non-full screen. Okay, non-full screen. Sorry, everybody. Thanks for bearing no. with us. And also, something you could do is stop sharing your screen and then start sharing again. Like yeah. maybe right, it just it hasn't. Maybe there's let's a lag. Yeah, okay, stop share. share. What about stop share, and then we're going to. I'll go to big screen. I'll go to big screen first. Oops. No. My bad. Okay, not that. Oh, so apparently Jagananda tried to join. He was this, apparently the spam bot was Jagananda. Oh. So I actually blocked him out of the call. Oh, no. Uh, so whatever that happens. Um, okay, yeah. okay, let's try and reload it. Um, let's, why, why don't you guys, let's see. Um, go around the circle. Yeah, go around the circle. Everybody share something. Okay, ready, set, and share. Oh, none of us are sharing anything. Wait. Oh, wait, so, like, are we sharing? Like, say something, something or? I guess so. I <laughs> say um. Oh, I started a blog this week. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. What is it? What does it cover? Um, it's kind of it's kind of like a travel blog, I guess. Um, but it's called like Awakening Abroad. Um, oh, nice. so basically, I don't know. I've just felt like within my travels that. I don't know. I've learned a lot when I've traveled away from home and I feel like it really can open up your mind and you just end up meeting so many different people. So I kind of want to explore that and that'll kind of be like my niche. So I wanted to give advice to like female travelers and people just looking to, you know, bring positivity into their life. Um, and yeah, just learn stuff while they're abroad. So yeah, I'm gonna work on that. And um, I just am working on my first blog post today. Oh, nice. Well, congratulations. <laughs> and it's called Awakening Abroad? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. What have you guys been up to during quarantine? Um, well, I actually uh, managed to get out of the city and went uh, camping last weekend in the uh, El Dorado forest area. It was... Oh. Absolutely beautiful. It was, uh, it's actually the earliest time I've ever been there. Um, so it was a lot colder than we were expecting. And the, uh, we tried to go for a swim with the water because it's mostly snow melt up there. It was so absolutely freezing that I was just a uh, get in and get out kind of thing. So oh, man. <laughs> like, like, a little bit, but... like that lake, uh, what was it, when we were in yeah. California up there? In, oh, in oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The river we jumped into and it was pouring rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way better. Hey, that one's way better. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. Beautiful. 
Thank you so much for bearing with me here. Yeah, of course. Okay, um, and you can see I wrote uh, videos where it will record them and we'll edit out like the, you know, the, I call it the kiki, like the, the private, personal, whatever shares. And we'll just, we'll, we'll make some kind of edited version later when we have time, you know, like of, of the, the takeaway points and the slideshow and all that. For those who didn't join live, they missed out on our tribe, the exactly. private part, you know, we won't share some things. Um, okay, so. And if we want to start a little WhatsApp group and maybe there'll be some like homework, like Bhakti related reading, we can talk about it. If right, people are down to like get nerdy, <laughs> we, can get, we can go real nerdy. Get here. nerdy with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. We are a small family here and now you, it's now larger. It's we've doubled in size thanks to you guys. Um, and so, this little bhakti circle is we're based on Maharaj. He actually inspired. We call Maharaj. Is a, I don't know if Krista was here for that part, but it's like a respectful title for someone who's a swami. Who is, he's taken like a. He's you can see in this picture. He's wearing all saffron. It's the sign of somebody who is. He's basically renounced having like intimate relationships with females for the rest of in male. You know, just intimacy based on loving service, right? And so he's. Not a bit, not open. He is taken by Krishna. <laughs> I wanted to add a level because I feel like it was played down a bit, but it, it's absolute chastity to a life. 20, like he said, 25 hours a day, completely dedicated to God, 100%. And that also means serving others and, and absolutely... Um, where many people, uh, that particularly, that uh, saffron cloth means that he actually also vows whether or not he wants to talk to other people, he has vowed to go and help others also in their connection with God. So it's, it's, there's a lot in that. Yeah. And he inspired us for this, um, what our mission here is. Um, can you talk about what this is, you know, the, the points here, why this is like, this keeps coming up for us in our discussions. Like, why is this community based on these principles? Take the floor, Keshav Maharaj. Yeah, I mean, we, as, as living entities, like I, I'm, I have a group that I'm meeting with on Sunday in Australia, like a, it's going to be about 12, 13 uh, people coming, you know, at different levels of cultivation. But one thing that we're all born from in the human experience is family. And now not everyone's blessed with functional family environment, depending on um, environmental factors and generational conditioning, many, many things. But the intrinsic nature is we are looking for these uh, six points, actually, like love, affection, validation is very important, like between, you know, um, employer, employee, that you're validated, your, um, your worth, your expression, um, your offering, you know, um, in any given relationship, whether it's in business, whether it's personal, um, amongst family members. So when there's a, a breakdown, um, we tend to contract, we tend to sort of withdraw. So where we're in an environment in relationships where love, affection, validation, impairment, well-wishing nature is being shared, you'll feel like I'm with family. Now, 
a very functional family should be those things. That those things should be a part of the ingredients of the dynamic. Now, what happens is in some cases that's not that's not actually happening, um, and that is what the yoga conception, the spiritual paths, are attempting to address, to bring us back into um, our own core values as sentient beings. Um, you see, even in the animal kingdom, like um, they respond, you know, like if, if a predator, predatorial nature is there from one animal to the next, one will flee and one will pursue. And humans can also be in this consciousness. Uh, but the idea is the great mystics and sages and masters of yore, and of course, the ancient teachings of the Veda and other traditions want to bring us into advanced or uh, progressive consciousness where um, the dynamics aren't predatorial. The dynamics are not just based on trade and business, that um, your worth and love and affection that can be shared is um, what relationships should, all relationships should be heading towards, um, that we support and feed each other and support each other as brothers and sisters. So, so this, this mission statement is also connected with um, the original source. So we're part and parcels of source, but then who is the supreme source? And is, is um, these points of love, affection, validation, empowerment, and well-wishing nature, um, is the supreme, is source all of those things as well? Because we... We have the intrinsic tendency to move toward that. We are ultimately nourished and we thrive with love, affection, empowerment, validation, and healthy family. Um, so our creator must be all of that also. So this, this yoga system is trying to bring a living, dynamic, holistic experience um, in the pursuit of happiness. As, as our journey's unfolding. Um, so these, these are very important points. And we, I actually reflected on these things with uh, Chintamani in regard to, in the name of yoga, and even in the name of many groups presenting themselves as, you know, we're bhakti yogis, we're part of the Krishna movement, this, that. Sometimes these fundamental factors are not always being lived and presented and embodied. And, um, you know, for, di for different reasons, we can get into that another time, why, why sometimes it's dilution. Um, but fundamentally, all spiritual paths should be awakening um, a mystical, loving, affectionate experience, um, which is what we're all hankering for. Just like, unfortunately, now in the United States, you know, with the recent um, disturbance with the law in Minneapolis and, you know, race riots and all sorts of things going on, it's when you see the opposite of love and affection, the entire society will start erupting in protest. So it's, it's a given um, where our progress lies. Um, so these points that came up, yeah, is about our connection with the divine centre and our, our potential... Um, in loving exchange and support. Um, so union with the divine is then understanding 
that we as sentient beings are part and parcel of the divine. So as we approach the divine with love, affection, and we're empowered and validated, and there's a sense of family, every sentient being is also that. So as we awaken, we'll start viewing all others in that consciousness. Um, so yeah, that, these points are fundamental to the great awakening. They're fundamental to what is, you know, the path, spiritual enlightenment, um, shifting in consciousness, the higher self. Veda, Vedic knowledge ultimately wants to bring us into the full potential of those points that were mentioned in the previous slide. So all in connection with the divine center and every being is a part and parcel of the divine. So if we love God, we must love all. If we love the center, we must love everything within the center, which is every sentient being. So hence in awakened consciousness, you know, the world is a beautiful place. The trees are looked after. There's harmony. Um, we're supporting each other. We're seeing it for what it truly is. Um, a sisterhood and brotherhood of, of uh, sentient beings under a divine source, God, Krishna, many names, you know, Jehovah, Yahweh, many, many, uh, like in, in where I'm in New Zealand. So the, the indigenous people here call the Supreme Eeyore, you know, the source, um, you know, the, the Navajo and the Apache North American Indians, they have their name. I think, is it in, um, Cherokee or Navajo, it's uh, some, there's a name they have for the Supreme. Uh, do you know the name Jayadev? I mean, I might butcher it. There's like Wonkin Tonkin or something like Wonkin Tonkin. Wonkin Tonkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the pronunciation, but something like that, yeah. I, I always feel, you know, when I'm talking to people from America, that to mention something, because the indigenous people, that's before you know, the, Euro the British came there and founded, you know, the, the United States, the, the, um, the indigenous people had their awareness of, of the divine center. So this is not a foreign concept. Um, but when we started, I did mention that Vedic knowledge, it's not a conversion. This wisdom is intrinsically within every entity. It's like, um, so it's actually it's an awakening of what already exists, which is incredible that when there's discussion on Vedic knowledge or the yoga systems, it's, um, it's actually a stirring of what already exists. And this is why it's very mystical because when I first heard Vader, I thought, hold on, hold on. Like I, I have feelings about these points. Like it's not unfamiliar. It all, all is, it all seems very familiar. Um, and, and when it's being approached authentically, the path of, of yoga, a person in that consciousness and who is on the way toward that consciousness will actually admit that, that there'll be, you'll feel that, um, that integrity, you'll feel that love, that affection, that expansion. And this is what the world's requiring now. It's, it's needing examples of <laughs> beings who are filled with empathy and love and who want to awaken their potential and the potential in everyone else. Mm. 
Hare Krishna. <laughs> and family, this is the ultimate. When we talk about family, if these things are developing, that's incredible, amazing. Mm. <laughs> hey, Do any comments or reflections on uh, those? Well, actually, um, when you were mentioning about um, Native Americans, it just reminded me um, when I was in college, like sophomore year, I went to do some volunteer work in uh, New Mexico. Uh, we worked on organic farms, but also um, it was kind of a, like a small documentary project I had with my uh, class. And we were um, just doing a documentary about how Native Americans are affected by the, um, or how they feel about their portrayal in the American mass media. Um, yeah. And also they, you know, we went on to discuss other topics about um, their beliefs and caring for the environment. So I remember this one particular interview um, where we, we were interviewing um, a Native American and he was explaining to us like about the earth and how everyone's connected. And then during that interview, um, wow. a beautiful hawk just like flew by right above us. And this is like a beautiful, like, cloudless day nothing else in the sky and as he's talking about that very moment that hawk just flies by and he was like look see this is what i'm talking about and like when you were just mentioning um what you were talking about before it just reminded me of that uh scenario and um yeah it was just really beautiful yeah awesome um Seva Adi Kaurudiya Kaurunijadasi means the privilege of Amnaya. Amnaya means descending. So it's descending, but it's also within us. So the descending wisdom, someone may carry that to us, but they're awakening that which exists within us simultaneously. And so this is why um, this term parampara, um, the students of a teacher will eventually carry that same teaching. So that the continuation of love and enlightenment and awakenment continues, hopefully generation after generation, so that the whole family of the human experience, um, their consciousness is, is awakened, is promoted toward um, higher and higher states. There is prediction. You Obviously, you may have heard of the Hopi prophecy about the ascension of, you know, uh, the human race from third dimension to fourth, fifth. So there is a lot of prediction, even in Vedantic culture, about how the face of our planet can be changed if we awaken, if we move toward love, affection, empowerment, validation, family, in, in, the, in the true spiritual sense, that's, that's possible. Um, and you know this forum actually is for the um, for that purpose, <laughs> connecting with the divine center. And and beyond the philosophy, not just oh this is interesting. You know I studied Veda for a couple of years. No, no, like a living, dynamic, um, mystical journey and unfolding path. This is actually it's already begun. The fact that we're all together here like this, this is not our first rodeo in regard to and the path of transcendence. Excuse the Southern term, you know, but yeah, the point being is um, we're, we're attracted. Hence, that's why we've met up to um, reflect to each other this divine prospect.
So we got, let's see, connecting with the divine center. We, we talked about that. Um, and then we were going to talk about uh, one of the topics of this course is about yoga, of course, and some of the intentions have been mentioned about wanting to know about yoga. So I have found these images as when people, you know, when, when you think of yoga a lot in the Western sector, a lot of people, they think of it as, you know, we've got Om, right? We've got do some, you know, this is actually an ancient text. Um, there are a lot of pictures. I had to pick out the, my favorite one. There was some, there was some also really other good ones, but um, some, I forget, uh, not so ancient actually compared to some other things out there. But um, so anyway, I was going to ask Maharaj if he could, you know, connect, you know, how, how does yoga relate to what you're talking about? Yeah, so um, maybe like it would be interesting just everyone's feedback on their, their general overview or understanding of yoga or previous connections with yoga. Um, I like that. All right, well, should we go alphabetically, I guess? Yeah, yeah, the reverse yeah. alphabetical or the, the normal alphabetical? Reverse, reverse. Yeah, <laughs> reverse. reverse. <laughs> okay, reverse. <laughs> uh that means miranda needs to unmute sorry <laughs> um yeah i've um well i think it started like in high school when i was like on a dance team and you know obviously like we spent every morning stretching before we would do anything and um i drew parallels from that in college when I took a yoga course because I noticed that a lot of the stretches that we did in high school were a lot of the same movements that were in yoga and didn't realize there was a connection there and just like um, kind of slowly like opened up to it more and more. Um, I've always like been really interested in keeping my body flexible and like feeling my body and making sure like I'm connected to it and so but I just haven't been like incredibly, I guess, religious or devout to it, even though I feel, I feel it when I'm not like, I feel very disconnected to everything when I'm not practicing regularly. So um, yeah, I feel like I've known about it at least since my late teenage years up until um, up until now where, you know, I met Chandra um, I think four years ago and definitely practiced it in a different way than I never had before. And then, like I said earlier, I had another teacher within my building that did yoga classes and I don't know, it's just opened up my mind in a lot of different ways. So I still feel like very much a beginner though, in many ways. Thank you for sharing, Miranda. We got Christo. Next. What about me? Hey. Oh, Jai I'm, Jay. I'm sorry. I didn't know you wanted to share. Go ahead. It's okay. I got passed up last time, but you know, I blab all the time. So I'm sorry. I didn't know that you were. No, like you, a part no of you're first. Time. No, you're first, but Chintamani passed me up. Well, he's, he's no. I consider you like a host, honey, but that's okay. You can be. No a way. I'm just as much a part of this as anyone. So anyways, what was the question again? <laughs> I don't remember. 
So my reflection on yoga at this point, I, I found out about a year ago, there's been recent research that shows that the physical Hatha yoga, you know, Hatha, has everyone heard of Hatha yoga, this physical yoga movement that most of us call in the West, yoga is a very recent uh, development in the early 1900s. So yoga existed minimum 5,000 years ago, but even before that in other forms, which we'll probably get into in this lecture, I'm imagining. Um, but the Hatha yoga with these physical postures, they are an amalgamation of ancient yogic practices from India with Scandinavian or European fitness exercises, which is why Miranda, you would have had that experience of, hey, I've done this. Because um, in the early 1900s, there was a, um, and this is all new research is becoming more clear now uh, in the larger world of yogic studies. Um, so India was in a kind of fitness, uh, the whole world was in kind of a fitness craze in the early 1900s and India wanted to keep up with Europe. And so they integrated their inner spiritual practices with European fitness practices to create this Hatha yoga or stretching uh, path of yoga. But yoga existed, you know, like I said, minimum 5,000 years ago, scripturally, but even before, even the scriptures themselves were referencing yoga that existed even before. So um, that's, that's been an interesting eye-opener for me. I use the uh, very minimal versions of the uh, physical asanas or postures. And um, that picture she has is probably from the Hatha Pradipika, which is probably, that might be about 200 years old. Um, so just some scholarly stuff, but that's, that's my reflection on yoga at this current moment. Thank you for sharing, Christo. All right, now it's my turn. Um, so I guess, uh, my reflection on it at this point, well, it's definitely a different view that I, <clears throat> than when I originally started, because I originally, um, I, I had done it occasionally, but I just, um, really got into it probably a year ago. Cause I, when I threw out my back and I was doing it to, uh, help recover my, help it recover from my injury. But, um, around that same time, I was kind of going through one of my first awakenings. And as I come, you know, was, you know, going, going through that and I combined it with the yoga that I was doing for my injury, it was kind of, it, it not only, you know, helped my, help my body heal, but also like, I just kind of felt felt different afterwards like you know after a long session or something like that I'm like well I feel different and like was having it was definitely helping my um my progress and I'm I'm still a beginner definitely but I'm but I'm definitely interested in kind of getting more into it because I've definitely seen what um what it can do along with you know other types of of learning and uh and things like that so but yeah definitely a beginner but I'm kind of kind of just realizing it's a full potential right now for sharing. Um, um, so I guess my beginnings with yoga kind of started when I picked up this yogic self-help book um, back in maybe like 2016. Um, but I didn't actually start practicing until about two years ago because I uh, moved back home after college and there's a yoga studio in my neighborhood. Um, so I think for like at least a year and a half, I kind of just went just for the exercise benefits um, of it but it wasn't until recently until I kind of like reflected and noticed that I really like um, that at the end of a yoga session you just kind of lay there in savasana and it felt very meditative um, and I started noticing like my feelings about like when I leave the class and um, just trying to get more into meditation 
Um, so yeah, I just, I guess just recently. And then after going on the retreat, um, I learned a lot more about it and the effects of meditation. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm getting into. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay, Maharaj, take the floor. Share whatever, share with us. Any reflections? Okay. So, You're muted. <laughs> In trying to unmute, you muted yourself because you were you were nicely quiet, even though you were unmuted. You were very quiet. So now you're yeah, now you're good. You can hear me. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I think I hit my keyboard, which has a default setting for mute. Um, so the general like. Has everyone heard of a, a quite a famous yogi? Um, he came to California in uh, in the 1920s. His name was um, name is uh, Paramahamsa Yogananda. Quite a famous. He wrote an autobiography of a yogi, quite sort of well known in the yoga circles generally. Um, so his his was the path of kriya, um, which is sometimes yeah Kundalini yoga ultimately, um, but he was popular in the twenties in bringing um, uh, the yoga systems, the uh, the eight. It's, it's fundamentally a stanga yoga, isn't it, Paramahamsa Yogananda? So um, when he came, you know, in California at that time, it was you know um, post World War One, and um, yeah, there was a resurgence in spiritualism and lots of people sort of um, doing wuji boards and contacting the spirits on the other side. And anyway, he came at that time, Paramahamsa Yogananda, um, and revolutionized yeah, some of the Eastern thought into mainstream, you know, Christianity and what was sort of secular, you know, Western society. Um, and so there was that introduction. And then of course, yeah, Hatha Yoga, which is often what we've seen and breathing and posture. Um, but ultimately, all these different yoga systems are trying to bring about a, um, an awareness of self, sort of a, a, you know, like sometimes you hear that, that expression, you need to get yourself centered here, <laughs> you know, like um, people are scattered and they're in anxiety and they have certain tension and fear. And so yoga was a way by which people could sort of come into their center and, and also benefit, especially Hatha was breath and then, um, yeah, a meditative state, but also something that could sort of relax and take the body into a, a, a state of being centered and healed, um, being still, you know. Um, but it's, it's interesting, like I expressed previously, this word yoga, actually the word yoga, <laughs> is um, yo means you. The, the sovereign being, ga means the divine. So union of you, the sentient being, with ga, with the divine. Um, so in, in the development of the yoga schools, um, and this, I, I often, you know, part of my job as a bhakti yoga teacher is the uh, teaching of the philosophy of yoga, um, but specifically moving toward bhakti, which um, incorporates mantra, and mantra is sound that also helps to create that 
connection or union. Um, so being centered, meditation, but then consciousness connecting with God, God, divinity. Um, so the, the intrinsic nature, even of, of, of many cultures that have um, traversed the planet and that exist today, have all had some sort of awareness of creator, source, uh, divinity. So yoga is the, the ancient science in Vedanta to attain the same thing, the same thing that when the Messiah Christ came or Muhammad, um, you know, the mystics of your um, modern day, you know, we have the Osho's, Bhagwan, um, Maharishi Yogi, um, we have Babada Frijan, we have the Ananda Margs, um, it, the list goes on. If you study counterculture in the 60s, yoga, get yourself centered. Uh, what is it? <laughs> the LSD movement. Um, uh, what is it? Um, uh, tune in, uh, turn on. Turn on, tune in, and drop out. Right. <laughs> I've been doing my LSD practice. I know very well. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so there was, so when, because it's good to reference, and of course, you know, you guys are, all in America, um, the land of the free, the home of the brave, um, your own history has, 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 has had a big contribution. So we've now mentioned the 20s, Paramahamsa Yogananda. Now we've got uh, counterculture in, in the mid-60s with um, an influx of like, you know, um, the hippie movement, the counterculture rebellion against sort of um, the Vietnam War, the Nixon regime, you know, let's is there a better way to live here? Like, do we all have to go off to war? Um, you know, what's this whole communism thing? And so America was in a big upheaval and the attraction with, you know, um, the Grateful Dead, Allen Ginsberg, um, Timothy Leary, there was this huge sort of like reflection and a yearning for alternate or ancient wisdom. And, um, you know, Ram Das, um, Krishna Das with the whole Kirtan scene, uh, Be Here Now book came out in the mid 60s. All of that resurgence um, was all around actually Veda and the yoga, the yoga systems. Um, and very interesting, <laughs> we're referencing the Bhakti path. There was a, an incredible wave that came mid 60s for Bhakti also. Um, so America has, has had a, it's almost like um, consecutive waves of wisdom or knowledge coming from the East um, to, to, to fulfill that desire within us. Is there something more? Are we, you know, um, you know yeah. physical beings only? And um, is there more? Is, you know, afterlife, reincarnation, karma? Yeah. So, um, mm. right. Hey, we have a new, new friend. Dr. David has joined hey. us. Are you with us, brother? Dr. David. Dr. David. David, David. David. Are you with us, David, David? Howdy, both. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Hey, hey. on the front line. Yeah, I can Dr. hear you. David, Scott Moss, KJ. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I might have to step away in maybe 20, 30 minutes or so. We're going to start rounds in a little bit. But for the time being, I'll, I'll be happy to listen in. Thank you. Are you at work, David? 
Yeah, I'm in the hospital right now. I'm on neurology. Yeah. We love you so much. I'm so happy you could join us and meet our beloved guru, Keshav Maharaj, meet David David, who we met at the Wisdom. He was one of the first people to come to me and Jai David's first live kirtan dance yoga experience. And he is just so special to our hearts. And we love you, David David. You're so special. I'm so happy you're here joining us. He was already a bhakti yogi when we met him. He is already developing the Bhakti Yogi. Yeah. He's our guru too, that's for sure. Very much. Very much. Oh, that's very sweet. I'll try and stay humble. But I would say I was more interested in Bhakti Yoga. I wasn't quite the practicing Bhakti just yet. But, uh, but I've been enjoying the process and trying to get into it more. Yeah. I mean in Sometimes. mood more than practice, friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Which is more important than practice okay. is mood. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, nice to meet you, uh, David. My name's Keshava Maharaj. We've, I mean, do, do you want to? Does every? I mean, it's always one thing about the path of bhakti, and it's a, a good point to reflect. It's a very personable path. It's mm -hmm. like that. That we'll stop all the practice, and it's all just hey, you know the validation and empowerment it's it's very a personable path and um personable relationships in our evolution mm -hmm. is paramount to our development and it's something that my masters were very emphatic about the the nature that we're trying to have connection with a supreme being and so mm -hmm. as sovereign beings the necessity to support each other and to know each other and empathy and personable dealings is it's intrinsic in the development so you're not just oh, i've got my practice but i don't really know anybody very well <laughs> it's like a part of the practice is understanding that we're surrounded by part and parcels of the supreme being everyone is to be fully empowered, validated, loved, and understood and, and heard, you know, um, it's, it's worth investing in relationships, especially when the forum is for ascension, the forum is for awakening our potential, because we'll all be part of each other's liberation. That's actually what, what Bhakti is coming to establish. So everyone fully, and hence we, when we meet each other, you know, we, put our hands together in pranams because you're also a part of the divine. So on that note, um, David, do you know Ariana and have you met Miranda and do you want to quickly say hello? Um, no, I, I think the only ones I know are Jayadeva and, um, and Shannon, who uh, I guess is going by Chintamani now. Well, Tish um, gave me that name, and you can call me. I have many names, just how the Lord has many names. I'm not the Lord. I'm just part and parcel, but, uh, you know, my, it celebrates my diversity and complexity in my journey, and I just accept the names that come my way, and I love Chintamani. It's my favorite of them all, so I like that, but you call me anything. Shannon is my for sure Jesus name, and I know we're Jesus people with you, so yeah. all good. <laughs> Hi, David. I'm Miranda. Hi, Miranda. Where are you located? So, um, and by the way, who was the male speaking just before you? 
Oh, that was me. I'm Christo. Hi, nice to meet you. Just wanted to wanted Christo. to unmute myself for a second and say hey. Hi. So um so I'm David or David Deva, Dr. Moss. I'm um a resident at Huntington Hospital in Pasadena. Um that's kind of how I'm staying busy and occupied in service for humanity and for the Lord. Uh, I I like meeting personalities. I think that's something that we ha we have a lot less of these days. Like we don't get the opportunity to meet so many new people um, with everything that's been going on. So I wanted to take the opportunity to offer myself in service to everyone who's listening in. Um, uh, like I said, I'm, I think I need to step away in about 15 minutes to go around, but, um, but I am here. I'm doing my thing at the hospital for the time being. Um, and even more important than that, I think my role uh, on this earth is foremost centered on building a relationship with the divine. And um, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's where I'll leave it. Thanks for stopping by. It's nice to meet you, by the way. I'm Ariana. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So that's um, like I said, he's our guru. He's an amazing soul. We love him so much. Awesome. It's very, you know, like the the uh, the science of relationship um, and connecting and seeing we're not too we're not too different from each other that the struggles that we're all facing, you know, it's, um, it's all commonality for every soul. And, um, you know, um, Mark Twain is a famous, um, author, of course he, you know, Huckleberry, the adventures of Huckleberry Finn and the adventures of Tom Sawyer. He said that empathy will save the world, affection, mm -hmm. love, support, uh, for each other. So when that's combined with an awareness that we come from divinity, we are divinity. Don't be satisfied with anything but divinity. We are what we are. Oh, you sons and daughters of nectar. You were born from nectar. You are nectar. Don't be satisfied with anything but nectar. It's mm -hmm. a Vedic uh, aphorism. So yeah, the, the personable nature and the, the relationship with teacher, my teacher was very personable. He cared for us wholly and solely, you know, for our emotional systems, our physical well-being, everything, our families, our journey, our struggles, um, our contractions even, you know, whatever contractions we were moving through, he was very, it's going to be fine. You'll, you know, it, it's, it's um, the nature of the divine. The divine, of course, is personable and loving. And mm -hmm. in time, as we come to understand more about the great science of Bhakti Yoga from the Veda, um, the supreme being, yeah. There's many descriptions in Veda of all these, um, this great science, the different relationships. Um, but yeah, just very nice that um, we are able to, um, you know, receive such a wisdom like the Veda that really deeply encourages um, personable and um, authentic and uh, holistic interaction with each other in the name of relationship you know because many people say yeah i'm in a relationship but it's it's is it based on some trade is it based on uh some superficial uh transaction really when relationships deepen 
um, and they're based on the substantial aspect of who and what we are, then they, they carry impact, you know. Um, and you'll see the people that have most influenced you in your life um, in the positive sense, <laughs> that, that they're, um, they're, it's, uh, they're gems. It's very, mm-hmm. very... Mm-hmm. Okay. We do have relationships that we may have experienced that have left perhaps a biased or prejudiced um, uh, perspective toward the human race, but ho- hopefully, you know, through the yoga system, we're going to drop those prejudices and biases because everyone really is a diamond in the rough or a diamond surrounded by coal in some cases, but some souls are, the, the diamond is close to the surface. It really is. And I, I, the yoga system, the Vedas tell us that souls who are awakening in, in showing their diamond nature, generally over previous births and development, they've, they've, they've done the work, they've washed away the, the contraction. Mm-hmm. So this is a, um, yeah, an aspect of, Vedic teachings. Any comments or points on that? That's a, quite a big subject, just that those points mm-hmm. in our journey. Mm. Chintamani? <laughs> oh, this is David. Deva, one, one more time. I wanted to say I found out how to see you, or I'm figuring out the technology. So I see Keshava, Cristo, Miranda, um, yeah. and Ariana. So um, I think I was a little confused before because I couldn't see everyone, but I know I can't. Yay. Thanks for joining us, David. Deva. it means a lot that you could, I know you're extremely busy and I know that your job is really stressful. Tell us real quick before we go on, because this next slide I put up is very relevant to what you do specifically. Can you share with us what kind of doctoring you are involved with? Yeah, so um, I, the, the simple answer to the question would be my specialty is in internal medicine, but um, that's not really how I like to substantiate the answer. Because um, first and foremost, I'm trained uh, to take care of the whole person, so mind, body, and spirit. Um, you know, I've come to realize that I am not this body, and I'm the spirit soul. And so likewise, um, I think that a big role that the doctor has to play in the life of the patient is to recognize that. Um, I think one of the simplest things that I can offer uh, is presence. So, you know, the, the, the act of, of sitting with someone or being still with someone, um, being empathic, so trying to understand what the person is feeling or what suffering they're going through. Um, I have a small role as a scientist, although in all honesty, I wouldn't call myself much of a scientist. Uh, Science as it's done right now is very, uh, well, I I don't know. I think it's, it's very primitive. I think that, you know, we're only just starting to, to look into a lot of different topics. And so whatever conclusion we can make right now based on material experiments is not the whole story. And so I'm, you know, I'm happy to, to look into things and to read about science, but I, I don't think that I could call myself a scientist. I really much more prefer to uh, the human aspect. That is, what do all human beings have in common with each other? Um, 
how do I look upon a stranger or upon uh, someone who, who seems foreign to me? How do I kind of strip away the differences and, and be present with the person, be present with that part of them that, that, is, uh, that is common to us? Um, so for example, you know, part of my challenge is being around people of different races than me, being around people of different ages than me, you know, being around the elderly, um, people being around people who are homeless or, you know, don't have the same material resources that I have. Um, and just to be around people, uh, of all walks of life, you know, some, some of my patients are, um, I think spiritually in tune like every once in a while, I'll, I'll walk into a room and realize this patient feels less suffering right now than I do. This person feels calm. They're actually helping me feel better. You know, it's kind of ironic because you think that the doctor should be the one to make the patient feel better, but sometimes it's the other way around. Thank you for sharing with us. And I'll give the floor now to Keshit Maharaj. And he, please bring us further deeper into this beautiful path of bhakti yoga where we're here to learn. So um, is everyone familiar with um, the great literature, the Bhagavad Gita? It's, a, it's quite a famous, um, I can explain, Bhagavad is, is a term for the supreme being, Bhagavad or Bhagavan. And Gita um, means song. So this was a, a great literature uh, spoken uh, around 5,000 years ago, um, the Bhagavad Gita was a conversation between Arjuna and Krishna. Here you'll see Bhagavad Gita as it is. Um, so in mainland India, um, all Hindus pretty much, which is close to a billion people on the planet, subscribe to the Bhagavad Gita as sort of the general doctrine of um, Hindu philosophy and conception. Um, and it's, there's 18 chapters of the Bhagavad Gita divided into three categories, which is very interesting because it's, and part of, uh, or almost every yoga system is explained in the Bhagavad Gita, which is, I mean, I, I, I don't know whether any of you have a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, but that's something I could definitely recommend. And they're, they're quite available, uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is, but it's an incredible transcendental literature. And of course, the, the great late famous um, Mahatma Gandhi, he would often have the Gita with him always. And, um, but yeah, it's uh, the song of the divine as it is. And in the three categories, um, it goes into what we call Sambandhagyan. Sambandhagyan means a relationship understood who and what we are, what is the supreme. Uh, Abhidaya is the path on how to attain perfection, how to awaken. And then Prayojan Tattva is um, the destination, the goal of all yoga, the goal of, of the path of divinity. So, um, I mean, in, in, future, in the future, we could actually go into classes on, on studying the Bhagavad Gita. I'd be more than happy to do that. And um, so, um, yeah, it's a it's a fundamental literature um, connected with um, the path of Veda, Vedic knowledge, an incredible literature. And but you'll see that um, here the the writer on the left, His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, it often requires um, 
a living teacher and someone to guide you in this study and in the understanding because um, it's it's deep, it's very deep. And um, yeah, many, many, <laughs> many, uh, many hu hu Westerners, many Americans have been touched by the Bhagavad Gita and have, it's been very, it's been concomitant or very closely related to their journey in transcendence, actually. Um, whether they're coming from a Hatha background or Kriya, Raja, um, and this is everyone seeing the flyer, uh, the this, the um, the slide here, the founder of Bhakti Yoga in the West, is that? Yeah. So, oh, we've changed the Mahamantra. That's okay. <laughs> so, oh, and I have a little video. I have uh, this is a four-minute video. If we want to watch this one, if anybody if okay. want to watch, yeah, definitely. Watch this video real quick. Yeah. If we if we watch that, that's this is awesome. This is powerful. This is my favorite interview with Srila Prabhupada. These are the, these are the books of Prahlad that he was distributing with Prabhupada, Swami Prabhupada's books. So we'll, we'll just play this uh, four-minute clip real quick here. Can you guys see my screen? Welcome. Thank you. Uh, you founded the... So, Chintamani, do you want to give a little background on Prabhupada? <laughs> what? Sorry. Oops. Oh, you're muted. Unmute. Yeah, would you like to um, say a few words about who Prabhupada was and when he came? Oh. Oh yeah. So anyway, um, Swami Prabhupada. I mean, he says here in the in the video in the little interview here. Um, but basically, he had come uh, to the Western world in the you know in the 1965 to bring Bhakti Yoga to the West. Uh, other yogis before that had come, like as Maharaj was saying, Apartment Hunks, the Yogananda, they had given um, you know Hatha Kundalini Kriya Yoga. So our, the first official Bhakti Yogi to come to the West is Swami Prabhupada, and he's you know, blew up the movement, you know, our generation, not so much. We're not so, you know, got so, in, you know, when I told my family, I met Hari Krishna, they're like, oh, the people at the airport. I'm like, what are you talking about? I never even heard of that. You know, they're like the nice people I met from my college who are passing out wonderful vegan food and invite me to their house to chant and sing the names of God <laughs> and feed me amazing food. Um, so anyway, uh, I was just, I, I had this video here as like a, Introduction to Swami Prabhupada with this news anchor. It's a four-minute video. So, Mara, nice. you can share. No, no, that that's good. That's good. We, I mean, we can go into more reflection on Prabhupada's life. Um, you know, it's a whole course in itself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's there. There are many layers to bhakti. I mean, we, we could be here for the rest of our lives, and we'd still be learning. Really, it's so deep. Like, I mean, you'll be like dumbfounded at the depth of bhakti and beta it's incredible it's a it's a great privilege yeah so we're just, uh, yeah. Let's, let's launch yeah launch the video all right thank you welcome thank you uh you founded the Hare krishna movement some seven years ago in 1967 did you not yes um in a capsule what is the movement movement is to awaken God consciousness of the human being. The human being is distinct, distinguished from the animals that the animals cannot understand what is God. Mm -hmm. And the human being also uh, does not understand what is God, then he's animal. 
I see. And so your movement is to bring about an understanding of God yeah. among human beings. Yeah. And Hare Krishna means what? Hare Krishna means addressing uh, the energy of God. Uh, Hare means the energy of God. And Krishna means God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you were here yesterday and to attend your annual festival that yeah. was held here in Golden Gate Park. And we were there too. Mm -hmm. And in fact, here it is. Um, a few thousand people uh, came out to hear it. How many people are now uh, disciples um, of the Krishna Consciousness Movement? Uh, dedicated life, about 10,000. About 10,000 dedicated In the Western world. Mm -hmm. um, Your Grace, is there any significance in all, at all in the shaved head? Why are heads shaved? We keep ourselves very clean. Yes. Oh, it's just a cleanliness thing. Yeah. Is there any significance in the color yes, of the at robes? Least, at least uh, at the present moment, people think that uh, keeping long hair is I see. Yes. We are against it. Mm -hmm. Just as simple as that. <laughs> is there any significance in the yellow robes? Yellow robe uh, is the dress those who are dedicated mm -hmm. yeah, that, it, it, it could very well have been a blue robe but it's oh, just yeah. something that, that was arrived this, at this um, saffron mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, your grace why do you feel that so many people are pulling away from the traditional religions in this country such as christianity and so forth and going uh, for the uh, trying to understand the eastern religions we hear a lot of swamis and gurus and and uh, other type of um, yogi and so forth. Why do you feel that people are pulling away from the traditional Christian standards here? But uh, we, we see that the, especially I've seen in Anna, mostly closed. People are not interested, or the Christian leaders, they cannot make them interested. Why? Did Christianity fail the people, which is why they're turning to? <laughs> you say that Hare Krishna consciousness uh, pretty much takes the absolute truths from the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, and the Vedic. Everywhere. Everywhere. Religion means to understand God. I understand, but do you feel that in, in getting truths from various places like the Bible, the Quran, and so forth, don't you run into conflicts at all or contradictions in those particular philosophies? No, I don't find any conflicts. Because the ultimate goal is God. So you have to understand God and try to love Him. So you can go through any religious process. If the goal is attained, that you understand what is God, and you try to love Him, then your life is perfect. Why do we see so many of your followers chanting um, almost all the time? Chanting means to keep association with God always. So you have to audibly... Yeah. Hare Krishna. Yeah. This is this is uh, transcendental vibration, just like uh, radio message. If you keep contact with the radio message, mm -hmm. uh, then you know everything what is going on outside. Similarly, this transcendental sound, Hare Krishna, if you chant, then you keep connection with God directly. Thank you very much. Um, your divine grace, it's been our privilege to, to talk with you and to meet you. you. And hope that we can see you again when you return. Okay, so we've got this to share. We have a, a new person who's joined.
share, they can. Our special new guest who has come to our course here, Bhakti Yoga course. Yay. <laughs> Jenna. Hi, guys. Hello, hello, welcome. Thank you. Nice to see you all. We were just talking about, um, oops, look at my slides. They're all uh, rousing us here. Okay, we were uh, back here on this slide. And Jenna McDougall from Australia, who knows Miranda. They're both for coming. They're both uh, friends I had met on Warp Tour. And they, Jenna's encouraged me uh, sharing yoga at the Warp Tour, even though it was hard for me. She was so loving and supportive of the yoga class on Warp Tour and herself, the goddess muse artist of my soul, who inspires me like you can't even believe. She's my guru, and now she gets to meet my. Bhakti Guru Keshav Maharaj, and I'm just, I'm floating in ecstasy officially in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful introduction. Uh, <laughs> officially nice. floating in ecstasy now that Jenna's arrived. <laughs> I think I can get everybody on my screen here. So, Jenna, want to share with us anything about what brought you here today? Why did you come to the Bhakti Yoga course? Here with you. I know I'm always Mama Chandra to you. You can always call me whatever. I I celebrate Chintamani as my congregation Marjorie giving me that name, which he can talk, we can talk about some other time. But now we're talking about you, birthday goddess. She just had her lunar birthday, Gemini Sun and Gemini Moon. This goddess is here to help the communication sacred container of the collective and invigorate the, the art in a way that we have yet to see because she has not passed her side in return. Watch out world when Jenna McDougall passes her side <laughs> in return. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm just here to like soak up everything that um, yeah magnetized me to our friendship in the first place. Just um, acceptance and like non-judgment and holding space and all of these beautiful things you introduced to me so I'm just I'm just always happy to learn um, in your company so thank you for your generosity awesome. thanks for coming goddess and you can see our mission statement that we began at this course is love affection validation empowerment well-wishing we're family you know we're creating this here this people that are here in this group in this now this is our so our spiritual community it's official you guys you guys are my whether you like it or not just the fact you made it here today i'm you guys are my spiritual community i'm hunting you for love affection <laughs> validation empowerment to wishing you the best always and family yeah so so you, um jenna you're in my part of the world i'm down here i'm in the land down under the land down under you know? Yeah, amazing. Yes. It's great to connect with you. Yay. Yeah, I'm um, in Melbourne right now. Yay. Where are you? We were, um, I'm in Auckland, Auckland City in Central, sort of. I'm in a suburb called um, Western Springs. Gorgeous. Yeah. Sounds um, lovely. 
Is that, um, oh, you did, you did actually do my chart, yeah. <laughs> I told you, Maharaj, I told you, and I call him Maharaj, it's a respectful title because he is a Swami, you know, but um, anybody in our official family, I have Ariana's chart, I don't have Miranda's chart, I don't have Christo's chart, but I have Jenna's chart, and I have Jai Dave's oh. chart, and I have Keisha Maharaj's chart, and I don't have David Davis' chart yet, but anyway, y'all, just now coming, just around the corner, but we got... Keisha Maharaj's chart is really, we, we were just, you know, we were just, I'm just making these slides and we just know where we would go. So, you know, we shared about New Zealand here. Whoops, whoops, there we go. There we go, Invercargill at the, the southernmost southern point of New Zealand, practically not even on Earth. Yeah, only. <laughs> like it was, um, I, yeah, born in the deep south. Yeah, I mean, I think more south is Stewart Island. Um, right, of course. And and also a fire horse, twins, fire horse, yeah. They're interesting. My my mother had uh, a set, she had two sets of twins, which is quite rare for somebody to give birth to two sets, you know. Um, but the first set of twins, um, one of the twins was unfortunately left the world as a stillborn. And then um, one child born again and then after that another set of twins and I happened to be in the second set with my twin brother Tristan um, but yeah born in the year of the fire horse so if I was born in China as a twin and, a, and, and the sign of the fire horse that yeah they were, they were concerned about that because that type of character um, junction of astrology can create some type of revolution which they would probably want to check, maybe the kind of communism. Um, but yeah, so Jenna, we were um, we were just talking about how the path of bhakti is a very you know the very foundation of it is empathy, empowerment, family, love, and affection. So it's many many people um, approach or they're given a presentation of divinity that is often just about the path and the procedure of the path, but actually intrinsic to bhakti is deepening relationship and not just in regard to your spiritual practice, but the whole holistic experience as a human being um, that we want sangha or sacred space by which we're there to support each other through the human play in as many ways as we can, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, intellectually, and physically. And if it means even, you know, creating community in a way that we can um, increase the quality of life and support, because ultimately we are family. We're all, you know, soul brothers and sisters um, playing out different races, cultures, but really we're um, part and parcels of love, born from love. We are love. Now we're trying to return back to, you know, spiritual particles so anyway we were going over that those points so please you know i don't know if you've met everyone in here but yeah i've introduced myself so feel free go go um i haven't met christo before or david nice to meet you guys but it's good to see you miranda and a little crack Ariana, sorry i've just seen you and come up Hi, nice to meet you too. Hi there. 
Hello, Hi, I'm nice David at your and David at your service. Nice to meet you. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> to distract from flow, guys. Very happy to just listen. You're not distracting. You're part. Not of a distraction. It's a part of the flow. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be right back. So we are gonna we are talking about Bhagavad Gita, um, the Song of God. That this book is one of the most important books, if not the most important books, in all of the yoga schools. Every single yoga school studies the Bhagavad Gita. Mm -hmm. Now, there's different interpretations of the Bhagavad Gita. Um, however, uh, the first teaching of yoga ultimately is that this body is not who we are; that we are just the soul. And passing through this human incarnation and that is that is universal in all yoga schools that's ultimately the first teaching of yoga is not downward dog sun salutation these are secondary points you know the primary point first and foremost is that you're not the body so i put this quote here so similarly, right, just as the embodied soul continually passes from childhood to youth to old age, similarly, at the time of death, the soul passes into another body. The wise are not deluded by this. They're not, they're not disturbed by, I mean, how disturbing is the death process? Look how people are getting so disturbed about the virus or whatever. Like, they're so disturbed about disease. This is normal. Disease. Mm. Um. I think you're muted. Yeah. The very end of what you said muted. Because you were talking about the dying process, how it's very disturbed. And I was going to agree with that. Um, I'm around the dying process with some frequency as part of my work. And what I will say is most of the deaths that I've seen are not the kind of death that I would want for myself or for my own loved ones. Um, I'm very much interested in this idea of having a good death. Um, in fact, I'm considering extending my training next year by doing palliative medicine, which focuses more on uh, end of life situations and um, how, how to alleviate suffering, how to make the process a little bit more uh, humane. But uh, so I'm going to listen very intently because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Thank you so much, David Deva. Uh, Keshav Maharaj, would you like to uh, share with us about this concept about, you know, that this is just normal, there's no debate about reincarnation, that mm. it's just, this is what's happening, according to yeah. the yoga it, it's a, it's a, it's interesting. So when you take a cross-reference of, of wisdom and human experience, our history, it's good to sometimes cross-reference and see that not only from the Vedic tradition or from you know the ancient East India specifically, but right across we have um, all, pr practically all the indigenous cultures on the planet. Their history also subscribes to this conception of uh, reincarnation that we're here to evolve and grow through different incarnations, and um, that. The, the earth planet is one of many systems by which we come in to address contraction, previous karma, good and bad. And from our life experience, we're 
um, our previous actions are being reflected. So if, if we're moving in awakened consciousness, we have that reflected back to us. But because we're um, you know, in a stage of evolving, there is some conditioning, some contraction. So that often gets reflected. And so the, the reincarnation is the movement of the soul, the, the spiritual particle moving through different experiences to evolve and learn and ultimately to evolve and learn about love. And if we project non-love or control or a more contracted uh, um, expression of consciousness, that gets reflected back to us. And hence, so we, we often, as expressed in the Veda, we are the cause of our own suffering. And although that's sometimes difficult to comprehend, um, reincarnation and karma are two subjects that the Bhagavad Gita gets into, which you know, we can go into um, in a more developed way. Um, but the, this, this uh, concept is we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not human beings searching for a spiritual experience. It's fundamentally, we're here um, to evolve. And, um, you know, part of these points that we discussed, you know, love, affection, validation, yoga union with the divine is part of us coming into this awareness of our true glorious spiritual nature and although externally we see suffering and reincarnation or we we see the death experience the birth experience these are ultimately external to who and what we really are and um the bhagavad gita and the ancient veda will come to bring us into this awareness so this is Folks, this is like the deep security and the deep wisdom that is going to get us through this whole incredible, like Prince said, you know, like, you know, how are we going to get through this thing called life? Well, with a little bit of help from our friends and from the divine, it's going to be fine. Like, we're not alone here wandering in the material whirlpool in the Maya, as Jimmy Morrison once said. We, you know, the love the divine the great mystics masters sages they have been here before they are here now and they'll continue to come in the future so this um opportunity you know the great vedic science yoga bhagavad Gita, all this great uh divine revelation and wisdom um has come actually it first really appeared in an intrinsic or sort of um in a in an organized way in the mid 60s actually and hence you know the counterculture so it's always been here on the planet but it's not always been so accessible for the westerners um but that's changing actually the eastern wisdom is going to have a, re a revolution in the west and the west will take it back to the east and if the west as it evolves and embraces this great wisdom and um holistic awakening through vedic teaching um the face of our planet will be transformed. You can sense it everywhere, like Sanskrit and people awakening to yoga and veganism, vegetarianism, you know, um, let's end racism, let's evolve as, as, a, as a race. It's, we're a work in progress. Um, but the incredible thing is the guides and the wisdoms uh, to, to get through and come into the state 
um, is here. And one other point is the ones that we're waiting for to save us. We are the ones that are here that are going to save us. We're just gradually being activated um, and supported and helped. Often we're thinking something outside of ourselves is going to, and no doubt that will come in the form of other great souls that will help support us in, in that awakenment. But, um, you know, as many have said, you know, um, the, the, the path and the process to the path is present in the hearts of those good souls that we're crossing and mixing with and who are coming onto our path. So we, the fact that we're here sharing this ancient wisdom, we've called this in actually, we've called this in. This is, um, you know, we've all called this in. And so, yeah, I was expressing about the Vishnu Purana that um, each, each one of us in this discussion we've met previously, there'll be some familiarity which you'll be like picking up in your psyche, which is like, huh? Apparently we've never met, but yeah, no. I, you can feel in the, in the vibrational field, the sacred Sangha, that there is a familiarity. And so, yeah, so we, we're being given the chance to um, continue on the great journey of transcendence. So... Yeah, Bhagavad Gita is um, that great science. Hare Krishna. So reflect. There's so many points there. <laughs> so well, one reflection I have was I was going to shamelessly. I was. I put my shameless plug. <laughs> My Instagram live every Thursday morning American time. It is way too early for the down under. I think it's like 3 a.m. or something like not. Well, not. I mean, I rise at 3.30. I get up at 4 o'clock for meditation, but I could get up at 3, 3.30. Well, 3 if the you join my Instagram live, I will welcome any soul who clicks request video. I mean, just come on in. Hare Krishna. Jai Bhagavad Gita. So anyway, I put Kurukshetra time just to like be a bhakti nerd because Kurukshetra is the land where uh, Bhagavad Gita was spoken. So it's it's kind of a joke, but it's also serious to my India friends. <laughs> so like Kurukshetra, because they have one time zone in India. It is not this like Pacific mountain, central, eastern time, whatever we have here in the US. You know, India is way bigger than the USA, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. one time zone, Kurukshetra time, finish. <laughs> so... Um, anyway, that's on Thursdays that we have. And then this guy in the middle, this really adorable grandpa sweetness of love is Keshava Maharaj's guru. Mm. And I never got the chance to meet him. Jayadeva, my beloved sweetheart, met him just very briefly. And Keshava Maharaj studied with him for many years. And he is um, the disciple of the author of this, this nice yellow Bhagavad Gita. We all, some of us know Prahlad Nusinga, my departed beloved. Um, that he just distributed these Bhagavad Gita as it is by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And we say the long version of their name as a honor of respect. If we want to really honor Keshav Maharaj, I say His Divine Grace, Srila Bhakti Ashraya Keshav Maharaj each time. But in Maharaj, just to keep it simple, and still honoring, you know, with the Maharaj title or whatever. So then we have in the center here, we have Srila Bhakti Sundar Govinda Maharaj. Lots of names. 
these bhakti lineage holders are actually, this is an interesting picture here, uh, shameless plug. Oh yeah, this is where we met. We met in India uh, January 2017. I was hitchhiking. Yeah, I was hitchhiking. I hitchhike. Why I should pay someone for a rickshaw? You know someone just wants to take me for free. We I'm made it in India. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to pay a rickshaw. They're going to charge me way too much. I'm like, hey, where are you going? Okay, can I come with you? And the guy, the, the people are so nice. The Indian people in these holy places, they're so nice. I just dropped my crystal I was holding. I was holding a ruby crystal. <laughs> that was a note. Anyway, um, so then I said, I'm going to this one temple. And can you, you know, because he asked me, well, where are you going? I'll just bring you there. They consider it like, you know, I've never had any creepy, anything, nothing horrible happened to me in my over a year over a year of traveling by myself in India, but multiple times. But um, anyway, so then he, I said, I'm going to this one temple. And he says, okay, I know where that is. I'll drop you there. And so here he comes, lo and behold, dropped me up in front of this temple, which was not the temple I said I was going to. And he said, okay, you're here. But then I saw, and there's a whole group of people chanting. They're saying that's a way that in bhakti yoga, um, chanting is a really important part of this and we're just gonna go for another five minutes or so and then we'll wrap up because I'm teaching a zoom yoga class in the same room here for my mom and her my French teacher and whoever else wants to join for a low intensity beginners class <laughs> yeah you guys can stay along for that my mom, as we had, a, we had a Zoom call with the retreat friends, and she just rousted it. She'll just come in. Like, she, if you, she tries to call me and she can't reach me, she'll just, like, come in my Zoom room because maybe I'm having a Zoom meeting now that I'm using Zoom a lot. So, anyway, um, this is Keisha Maharaj. You weren't doing too well here. You were, you were sick, weren't you? I, I had a um, – because sometimes the, the Indian – well, they've changed now. Under Modi, Modi's the, you know, prime minister there now, so – they shut down all the diesel rickshaws and um, the diesel ambassador cars and started putting batteries in the little rickshaws. But um, often I would go to India and because of the pollution in those big cities, I'd get quite um, sick with my chest. And um, so I had spent like a week and a half in Kolkata because I flew into Kolkata from Auckland. And um, so I contracted this yeah chest, really bad chest infection. So I was quite yeah quite ill and um so we ended up touring all of india we went up to rishikesh haridwar which actually just a small plug <laughs> like in the future i'm along with jatani and jayadeva that's something we can discuss we can do pilgrimages to these great sacred places um in india together you know we could all you know fly in from different places and arrange hotel go to the ganga do yoga eat beautiful vegetarian food. Um, so anyway, that's a small plug for the future. <laughs> so, that's so. plan. Yes. It's already I that idea. Sign me up. Yay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a little ill, but then, yeah, I met the lovely Chintamani um, on the bank of the Govindakon. And as soon as I met her, I immediately felt this incredible affinity, you know, and uh, that was like three years ago. And so, yeah, we're um, continuing on. And we've been talking for hours. Like he hasn't accepted a dime from me, even though I'm like, Marge, I want to give you a donation out of gratitude. He's given me hundreds of, and if not thousands of hours of counseling, spiritual counseling, soul-based counseling, which 
you know, I get, I've signed up for all these free coaching courses to help me and all this stuff. And I, I take one of their, you know, their whatever, do their call. And then they want you to buy their $5,000 package. I'm just not in the mood for that. Cause I just don't necessarily, I'm like, why I should give these, you know, at first of all, I don't even have that in my bank account. You want to look at my bank account. Like, let's, let's not talk about that at this moment. Like we're okay. I'm okay. I have my housing I have food or whatever, but like, sorry, honey, I'm not going to like the free coaching call winds up to being like, they want to sell you something. He wants nothing from me. He only wants me to be better. And he knows this type of situation. I was really, it was January and my Prahlad, my previous partner, he had, killed himself in December. I was really, really, really like disturbed, like beyond like any, you know, more disturbed than I've been in my whole life. So he spent, and a lot of the issues that were related to him that he brought into my awareness, um, he just helped me work through Like nobody can help me work through that. Nobody. I even paid professionals and all this stuff. Keshamaraj, he was there for me unconditionally in a way that nobody was there for me. No one showed up for me like that. So I'm just like, now for years, I feel so much better. I feel so confident. I love the name he gave me, Chintamani. It means like a living touchstone. And it, it has a very deep philosophy. We'll talk about that next class. But um, yeah, we have, we have a few more minutes. So I'll wrap up with that. And I'm just so grateful to bring you guys into this love orb that is only wanting to expand because we just love our family so much that just me, me and Jai Dave and Keisha Mars, we've just been talking for hundreds if not thousands of hours now we're like we have to bring more people into this love sphere so anything in over friends share please go ahead um we will meet at the same time at the same place next week we will continue with the slides and we'll have also the Bhagavad Gita um, and also some of these terms Maharaj said some we have some new vocabulary words what I have written down in our vocabulary words are parampara, zambanta, abhideya, prayojana and uh, maybe some other ones so anyway if, if you want if you don't want to be in the whatsapp group let me know or I whatever I don't know just whatever we'll talk now it's your turn to share yay yay you know, it, it's it's oceanic. This term oceanic, um, Veda, like um, Jenna, we were explaining, like the Vedic teachings are not a conversion. Um, it's it's an uncovering of what actually exists within us. Um, so this ancient wisdom is within us, um, but sometimes because of the distractions of our phenomenal realm, we forget that which is within us, our potential. So the Vedic is an amnaya, it's a descending current of consciousness that comes to awaken us. And that happens through these relationships. It happens through um, the meeting and connection with others who have yearned and searched for that. So it's called the divine domino effect, but it's a holistic support and um, a mystical transmission. My master used to say a heart-to-heart -heart transmission of divinity, mystical divinity that will draw us all to our potential as um, sovereign spiritual entity. Yeah, it's deep, deep. And it's a privilege because the, the path of liberation is never a one person path. It's the path of um, all for one, one for all, under, under love, all for one, one for all. So the great human family and just in, in sort of wrapping up, my, my master predicted that there would be, as many have, like even the Hopi Indian, that there would be a revolution in divine consciousness in the West. And um, 
the world we know it will be forever changed. Um, but we are part of the fundamental instruments for ushering that in. So we are the ones we're waiting for. The, the Vedic truth, the wisdom is there to sort of draw us. And, you know, you're in the music industry, so you know the impact already, the impact of, of, of the Eastern and these progressive concepts have already infiltrated across many levels, you know, um, and you'll sense that. There'll be some that are more contracted, but it, it's it's there in the ether. It's, you know, Byron is awash with so many things and so many people, especially now with this recent COVID, you know, drama, the questioning is deepening now, like what's going on? Like, yeah, so um, we won't get into the theories or conspiracy theories on this one, but yeah, like we, we need um, new leadership but leadership that will lead with love. And actually, who's in charge driving the bus? Divinity. We're just the passengers. So passengers that have more capacity to reflect love will naturally be asked to sort of help the rest of us to get a footing on, on what's happening. So Hare Krishna. Beautiful to meet you all and offering you a big hug in the subtle, you know. And yes. um, oh, But we, ha we have another person just came, just here now. We do. Can you see there, Chintamani? Just quickly. Aww. Hey, uh, Lenny. Lenny. Yes. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, Chintamani, is she, uh, oh, she's, um, <laughs> she's our host. Dave has run off to find her. I don't, yeah. No, Jaya she's, Dave? yeah. She's a, she's right by the phone. She just can't get to it. She's doing uh, something. I'm not going to tell you what. Okay. Um. Do you know Lenny? Lenny's just come into Lene. the room. Hello. Hi, Jacob. So Lene is Shannon's divine mother's best friend, or one of her small, tiny little circle of best friends. She's a very, very special soul. Um, and, uh, I, found you. I was peeing in a jar so I can get ready to pee yoga. <laughs> I have to be careful when I pick up a jar, you know. I, I no, I have to. I'm good now. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> you live in a van. What are you going to do? You get used to you have your pee jar. It's like normal, you know. I don't have to run all the way to the bathroom. I'm not used to having a bathroom. It's weird for me. But anyway, that's aside the point. The point was I was on mute which I couldn't warmly welcome, my friend teacher from high school, Lene, oh. Madame, as she's affectionately known. And I am always Shannon, Shani Banani, to this goddess, mother of my heart, who has kindly, warmly encouraging me with our new low-intensity yoga class. And we've gone a little over time. And oh, look, look who's joined us, the goddess of my heart, my mother. Her divine grace, Sri Mati Neva Maharani. Where's my mom? Madre. Hey, honey. Hi, mommy. Okay, why can't I see? You got to turn on the video calling, maybe. Yeah, turn on the video. I don't know who's staying for yoga. Uh, with but I have a date now with um, with Neva and Lene. So anybody from the Bharti course who wants to stay on, you guys are more than welcome. All my classes are always free. 
Uh, and I just am really grateful that people come and just encourage me while I'm figuring out my offerings to the collective and working through my relative plane of personal emotional troubles that I'm on the other side of and I'm getting better with all your help and affection and love and encouragement. And mom, do you remember Jenna? I do, I do. I can't, I, I, I can't, can you see? Hi, Jacob, what am I doing wrong? I don't know. I can't see yeah. your beautiful face. I know. Uh, it's, I got a big old, you know, yeah, right there. There's just, it's oh, not me. So Touch the screen. Are, are you on your phone? I'm on my phone. Yes, I am. Okay, touch hang on. Screen. Wait a second. Start video. Oh. Hey, there you are. <laughs> I figured it out. Well, sort of figured it out. So, or not. All right. You anyway. came in on such a wonderful group of some of my favorite people, actually. I know. I, mean, I, I did this. That's so you're one of them. Well, uh, hey, how's that fan working out, bud? Oh, I'm using it right now. There it is. Uh, <laughs> right there. It's my number one fan. You know, I That's have right. so many fans, but that is my number one fan. It hears everything, every, every song I play, it's right there with me. Nice. nice. <laughs> Here, say hi, say hi to Momo. Momo, this is, this is Chintamani's grandma. <laughs> Oh. Oh, <laughs> this How is where you, she Mama? gets all her charm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you so much. I miss you. Uh, yeah, I miss you guys too. Are you having uh, yoga tonight? Huh? You're going to do yoga with us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Can't hardly move, Shannon. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. She's all signed up for chair yoga tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, do you remember Christo and Ariana from the I High Vibe Tribe uh, meeting? Hello again. That you came in uh, again. Yeah, we talked last time when we did this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, so. you didn't meet Miranda, but Miranda is a friend from Warp Tour. Ooh. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. She's in New York. Oh, New York. Wow, we're in, in Chicago and it's a gray, yucky day. Rain. Same. Rain. It's rain's foggy. And Mom, yeah. you can relate to uh, Dr. David Scott Moss, who is also in the hospital front lines, like you and Dad are, uh, taking care of so many people. You see him. He's well, Dad's on the front lines. I just answer the phone and tell people to <laughs> step, step six feet away. Your mask on and step away from me. Yeah. Hi <laughs> again. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Okay. And we have our guru here who gave me the ancient comedy. Bhagya Shri Kesha Maharaj. Remember our friend in New Zealand who we rave about? Right. He's here. What happened? How come I what happened to my Zoom? Okay, I'm 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 acting like the old woman I am. It's a, it, I touched something <laughs> and it's disappeared. Oh well, hang on. Let me find you. Hang on. I can't be that slow, can I? No, it's Zoom. Zoom's kind of counterintuitive in a lot of ways. Uh, let's see. How do I get back to my screen? So, oh, swipe. Do a swipe. Try two different directions of swiping. Yeah, that's it's what tough. I'm doing. Yeah. Swipe well, left. Let's see. My, my swiper. Okay, hang on. A mobile and a laptop. There's different ways to. She's on her phone, so swipe okay. left to right. Okay, I'm back. Please. I don't know what I did. I'm back. I have no idea. Eva, yeah. nice to meet you. Nice, nice to, see to meet you. you. 
I was trying to see everybody on my little, you know, on my phone. You can only see one, you know, I can only see a group of four. I see Lene uh, coming. Yeah. I see Miranda. I see Christo. Hi, Christo. Hello. <laughs> Lene. Oh, no. Hello. I was seeing our last So don't do, don't be doing that. Okay. Mm. All right. Now, there we are. Ariana. <laughs> Am I missing anybody else? Maybe. Mom, did you see that flyer I made of a free bhakti yoga course? Um, that is what is happening right now. So, okay, love you for coming. And this is everybody here. We just had a really wonderful. At least I had a wonderful time. I hope and they're still here, so they must have been. They, yeah. I didn't hear them. Away. <laughs> yeah. Must be okay. Has, your here. your meeting hasn't ended yet, so that's no, okay. It's it's yeah. now that you now I told them <laughs> I have a low intensity yoga class I'm teaching now, so you guys are here. Wow. <laughs> you know, I'm here. I, I get oh, this so. feeling. I get the feeling no one wants to leave from this group. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, then, you get to, then you get to watch the old woman do yoga. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, now hey, I, must, uh, I must take my leave, but it was uh, lovely to meet you all, and I will nice uh, see, see and to meet everybody again, and I will see you all soon. Nice okay, to meet you, Dan. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye, Miranda. Bye, David. Bye. 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 Oh, my Steve. last thing I want to say about Ariana is that yeah. Ariana is my co-founder of this course. That she's the one who helped me come up with the idea of how what the topic should be. So I forgot Good. to give that uh, opportunity. Well, we know now. Thank now you. I love brainstorming with you. So I'm sure we'll do more of it. Goddess of my heart. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye Ariana. Bye. Have fun. Shannon? Yes, Mommy. Did you get a package for me today? Oh my god, I'm going to go check. You're so generous. I like <laughs> Did you wait, did you open it? Did you open it up? Is it the mascara that you sent me? No. Well, that that too, but no. Did you get a box for me? I'm looking outside. I don't see a box. Jacob is my mailman. He's the one who I'm like I usually really get the package. It's a it's a white box from the United States Postal Service. I don't oh, know. it's probably in our I know, it's probably in the mailbox. Oh, well, go, go go look. He'll How like big is your mailbox? Me and he'll wonder why I don't open it. I'm like, honey, that's your job. How big is how, how big is your mailbox? Not tiny. Big. Not big. It may, it may not, not have come. It may not have come actually yet. Is it possible that it wasn't delivered yet? Yeah. Okay. Maybe it didn't come yet. Yeah, because it's not. <laughs> I'm not sure it'll fit in a mailbox. No, I don't see any package. You know, the USPS was already here and they didn't leave anything today. Okay. Well, then it'll come tomorrow. Here's a view of the golf course, everyone. Neva and uh, Bhakti Shai Keshav oh, Maharaj. Beautiful blue skies. It's not Look like that here. No? We've got gray skies in um, Auckland City. Yes. Well, it's gray skies here as well in Chicago. Hmm. It's rained. It, we've had a couple of rainstorms and big some thunderstorms. And yeah, yeah, there you go. I would love some cold and rain right now. It's like roasting in the hundreds, but it's cooling down now. Well, I mean, Melbourne, Melbourne is similar, isn't it? Uh, Vienna, Melbourne is sim like similar, like winter coming. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's getting more and more wet as well. But today it's like, I really like the ice cold days with the blue sky. Oh, they're, That's they're my favourite winter weather. So we've got one of those today, but oh, Melbourne wow. weather changes every hour. So you never know. Well, that's what they say about Chicago. If you don't like it, hang around for an hour. It'll change. Exactly. So. I love that. <laughs> really. And it does. Sometimes. <laughs> so. How is everything in New Zealand, Keshava? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's, um, you know, we, our prime minister is, of course, mm. famous. And, you know, in many, many arenas, um, we, we've just... Yeah, things have lifted, so it's pretty much back to normal with this whole sort of COVID thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. How did you feel throughout it? Oh, say How did again? You feel? How did you feel throughout it? Did you do lockdown and what was the mood? Um, I was with a friend, so uh, like it was, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I did a lot of, I mean, I rise early each morning, like at four and meditation. So the sort of general routine didn't change, but um, moving around the city, obviously it was mm. all walking locally. So I would go into central and the, we've got beautiful parks in Auckland city. So, but you know, it was, it was awesome. It was um, a good time for reflection. And one thing I noticed is that families were out with babies and children. <laughs> Everyone yeah. was sort of, they were forced to come into this bonding with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I probably prefer to um, mention all the positivity from that. But, of course, there would have been some people that went um, cave cave crazy. Um, sure. We call that cabin fever. Cabin fever, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I heard somebody call it cottage craziness or something as well. So they've come up with a whole bunch of new words. But... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I went to work every day, so it was different. And and Lene is a teacher, so she had to. My friend Lene, who's with us, she she's a teacher. She's actually was Shannon's French teacher in high school, and uh, she had to work every day. But you've been working from home. She's been working from home, right, Lene? Still my French teacher. Well, that's right. She's still my friend's teacher. Well, whatever. <laughs> Hi, Lene. Hello. Oh. It's anyway. great to see you all and, and to meet everybody as well. Thanks for getting us together. Yeah. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this. It was really moving yeah. and looking forward to next time. Yeah, definitely. That, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, that was good. Shannon, are you still around? Yeah, Ma, look, I'm here. <laughs> Who made me this dress? My goddess mother, my soul. Wait a second, I lost you. Is again. it the Moo Moo? Yes, yes, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah. Cyber world. It's a Chintamani oh, remix. Yeah, yeah, I did make that for you for, for when we went to Hawaii. Yeah. You can't I really see it. Thing. You're in the dark. So you can't oh, really see it. I'm yeah, in the can't. dark. Well, that's okay. I'm glad to be in the shade instead of the roasting sun. Yeah. So what's the temperature? It is. 100 degrees, right? Even, even though it's already 515 almost. What is it? A hundred and what? Uh, it's like 90 something. 90. I'm out in the sun. Hey, there's our catfish friend. Oh, it's a turtle. Okay. Well, well yeah, congratulations we'll on your first class, everyone. I'm going to say goodbye. Yes, yeah, Talk to you soon. It's good yeah. to see you again. Take That's care. Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming. Thank you, Keshava Maharaj. We love you guys you. so much. Thanks for coming from Down Under, both of you. Yeah, it's fun to see you. We'll see you next week. See you next time.
Hare Krishna. So sweet. Okay.